Welcome to an LTFC Studio Production. Today, Pastor Ron is talking with us about what to do with the Word. This was recorded Sunday, June 3rd. 2018. Today's message, what to do with the word, is yet another part in this series that I believe God uh, has spoken to me about. You know, it's one thing having his word, it's another thing to be obedient to his word and and to take his word and, and be what he calls us to be. This, like I said, is yet another message in that series. It's one that I believe Jesus, Messiah, compels us to know personally and corporately as his body, the church. The first point that I want to make today is, see if I can do this, okay. God created community, relationship. We read that in Genesis 2, 7, also in Romans 8, 38 through 39. Uh, 39. At the very core of our being is a desire, a need That can only be fulfilled, satisfied by first being in community, in relationship with Jesus, with him. And then as we are in community through the other uh, institutions, the other uh, covenants that he's given us actually covenant is really what I'm referring to here the covenant of marriage through family through the church and even through the economic and governmental structures as we faithfully lead according to his leadership model actually and uh, I like what First Timothy tells us about uh, in chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. God's leadership model is one, above all else, pray for all people. Intercede on their behalf. Give thanks for them. And pray this way for all in authority. The scripture actually says for all kings and who are in authority. I believe this message is for us today because I believe it's very much so 
apropos to where we are today in this world. In fact, the next point that I want to make is this. There will be terrible times of testing yet to come. That's what the scripture reads here. As we witness what is happening in society and in our world today, God tells us throughout his written word, as well as when he was here on earth with his disciples and others, that we are witnessing what is to be expected in the last days. Terrible, terrible. Times of testing. The words terrible time or terrible times in the uh, Greek means hard to do. Hard to bear. That's exactly what Daniel was singing. It's work, painful, hard. In fact, the Greek even goes on to say dangerous, harsh, fierce, savage of men. We read that in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. Does that sound like anything you are familiar with? Does it sound like what we are experiencing right now in the world today? You know, as I was researching this and came across the, the Greek uh, meaning of the words terrible times and, and read through all of what I just shared with you, when I came to Savage of Men, I couldn't help but think of all of what we've been hearing on the news about the gangs, the MS team, and other things that are going on right now. In fact, Scripture goes on to say that there'll be even times of, of earthquakes and uh, everything else that we're really experiencing right now. We are definitely, definitely living in the last days. And this whole message of Revelation is something that God expressly says in his word that we are to meditate, that we are to understand uh, in these last days. In fact, I, I really feel that God is leading to do a series on the book of Revelation. And so I, that's going to be coming, all right? And um, just wanted to throw that out. <clears throat> But going on here, terrible times. Paul goes on in verses 2 through 5 of, of um, 2 Timothy chapter 3 to elaborate a little bit further in saying that there are basically 18 flaws in character, ethics and morals. Things that, again, we are witnessing right now. Things that can be expected Things that are prevalent in the last days. And at the very center of all of this is this. The love of self, the love of money, 
and what is pleasurable for self. Instead of being lovers of God, as we read about in verse 4 of 2 Timothy 3. You see, at the root of this problem, really, is the love of self. It's self-love that breaks up marriages, families, churches, and society in general. It's the attitude that this is what I want and therefore I'm going to have it. Jesus elaborates on this a little bit further in Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 and 8. He says, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. The Greek here is actually referring to when we talk about nation rising against nation and kingdom against kingdom. It's talking about rule and 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 the realm, a realm literally and figuratively. It means what the rulership that we are under in the natural in the world today as well as the spiritual rulership that we are under in this world right now which is the enemy. Yes, as lovers of Christ, we can rise above that in victory that has already been won. Praise the Lord. (laughs) You know, this is a message that is hard to preach. In fact, it's a message that many times probably is not preached enough. Because it's uncomfortable. We don't like to be uncomfortable. Because it's all about me. The Greek here, I think, could even be interpreted for nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. I believe it could also be interpreted as political wars. Boy, are we seeing that today. It says there will be famines. This is what I was talking about earlier. And earthquakes in various places. (laughs) Again, what we're hearing recently in... in, um, Hawaii, maybe that's not an earthquake, but it's a volcanic eruption, all right? And we certainly have heard in recent times about earthquakes and famine. (laughs) 
Jesus goes on to say that all these are the beginning of birth pains. Again, what Daniel was singing about today. But at the root of all this, God tells us, be courageous. Jesus, Messiah, has been victorious over the enemy. First Corinthians 15, 57, 1 John 5, 4 and 5 all speak to he who believes Jesus is the son of God, is the overcomer. So as you and I know him, not know about him, but know him personally and corporately as community, one and an, one another in relationship with each other, okay? I didn't say that quite right, but you know what I mean. He goes on to say, whatever is born of God overcomes. That's the beautiful thing. Jesus in John's gospel, John chapter 3, 3 and 5, says this, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. Matthew 19, 28, Jesus also talks about being born again as regeneration. We've been teaching on that. We've been speaking about that. Being made new in him. It's really a birthing that is not without labor pains. Ladies, you understand that well, don't you? Again, he describes this in Matthew 24, 7 through 13, first with nation rising against nation. And when he speaks to that, he's speaking to the ethnos in the Greek. Nation rising against nation or race, tribe, or people rising against people. Again, it sounds like today. Here's the point. We all have to choose how we will individually and corporately respond to God. Some will choose to live in denial. Because it's uncomfortable. You know what? Fear. Fear is another thing. 
and fear paralyzes. Some will just avoid it because they think that in avoiding what God is calling us to, the problem's going to all go away. That's not the way I understand Scripture. When I said this is something that I believe God is compelling us to know personally as well as corporately, the corporate part really falls into line here in the text that we read today when um, this letter, this prophecy that was given to John to share with the churches, we are looking in particular at the church in Thyatira. Thyatira, Thyatira was known as a morally compromising church. And maybe it had to do with where it was situated. It was located in a city of commerce with many trade guilds or association of artisans, you know, merchants that had various crafts that sold uh, and, and bought. These artisans had considerable influence and power, especially within their guild. You see, Scripture... Or, or as we go back and study this a little bit further, we find that in these guilds, each one had its own patron deity or protecting spirit, in other words, an idol. The city was known for its many idolatrous feasts and lustful indulgences, all again because of really going back to King Ahab and King Ahab marrying Jezebel and then uh, the Babylonians coming in and, and in that infusing into God's chosen people other people that they intermarried with known as the Samaritans giving way, giving place to the work of the enemy, the lustful desires, all of that that was ushered in when Ahab married Jezebel and then began to build altars. But I like what Jesus said earlier in verse 19 of chapter 2. He said this, I know your works, your love, your faith, your service, your patience, endurance, and can see your constant improvement in all these things. And then I like the way all of this is tied in, really, to uh, verse 27, which is an exact um, expression of Psalms 2, 8, and 9 speaking about the Messiah. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. 
you will break them with, uh, with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Notice the promise that is ours as Messiah's community, his church, his people. He will rule all of those forces that we are, you know, what's prevalent in this world today with an iron scepter. And he will dash them to pieces like pottery. This revelation, and I'm getting to my last point. Sorry. was addressing the community of believers. And in chapter 1 of Revelation, verse 1, it's very clear that this is something, it's an understanding that was expressed that must soon take place. This is something that we must engage in. We can't avoid it. We can overcome and live his dominion rule now. The dashing to pieces like pottery refers to the total dismantling or mantling of rulership that opposes his rule. Therefore, the last point that I want to make quickly, pursue the victory that is yours, that is mine, through Christ in prayer. In other words, through our intercession. And when we do that, Scripture says we will see nations come under his feet. You know, the victor in battle. It was a common thing to get the, the, the king who you've uh, you know, over, overcome, who, who you have conquered, to get his sword and his other belongings and then to take your foot and place it on his neck. as a symbol of the victory. Except it didn't just end there many times. It was the cutting off of the head. But we have that victory in Christ. Hallelujah. But it's ours as we engage in it now through intercession. We are called to stand firm, just like we sang today, in battle Engage in spiritual warfare. Jeremiah 51, 19 through 24, in particular, verse 20, says this of the Lord. You are my war club, my weapon for battle. With you I shatter nations. With you I destroy kingdoms. Today, this is the message that I believe God would have us know, would have us realize personally and corporately. It's his message of what we are to do with his word. Engage it in prayer. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. 
We pray, Father, that in the name of Jesus, we will understand this individually, personally. And Father, it'll bring enlightenment to where we are in our own lives. And then, Father, as we engage seeking your throne, you promise to meet us. Not only that, you promise us that you will give us the faith to keep on seeking you, to keep on making you Lord of our lives. Thank you, Father, that you have won the victory and that we don't have to wait and live until one day when we are taken home to be with you. But, Father, we can live that victorious life now in Jesus' name. We give you praise. Now, Father, bless each one here as we go in your power. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with Jesus. Breathe on me, breath of God. Breathe on me. Breathe on me, breath of God. Breathe on Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon. We hope that it was inspiring for you to get into the Word of God and find out more about Him. Need a church to call home? We would love to have you come out and join us in worshiping God with us as a church family. Sunday school starts at 9 a.m. and the morning service starts at 10 a.m. Everyone is welcome to attend. For directions and events, please visit our website at trinityfriends.com. Once again, that is trinityfriends.com. And feel free to like us on our Facebook page for easy access to events and information. Well, that is all we have time for this week. We hope to see you next week, and as always, God bless. Speak to me.